Hi everyone, it's Brittany and welcome to One Hot Mess. So today we're going to continue reading Don't Fucking Panic and we are on a chapter about depression. So here we go. My relationship with depression began in my preteen years. I very specifically remember being tired all the time. I would have to nap constantly by the age of 12 and 13 years old. To this day, I have an unhealthy association that napping equals I'm falling back into a depression. Seven hours in a public school felt like absolute torture, and each day felt like a new challenge to see how long I could stay awake. I'd consider it a win if I could make it to fifth period without having to put my head down in Mr. L's psychology class, a class I wish I would have paid more attention in because maybe I would have learned something to help my brain. On top of the constant fatigue, I quickly lost interest in my many after-school sports and activities such as theater, flag football, and piano lessons. The exercise and socialization was slowly replaced by after-school naps in a general mood of fucking blah. I'd go home directly from school, not having the energy to even wait around for my crush at the bus stop and get right into bed. Eventually, my dad would have to force me out of slumber around 4 p.m. to whatever event was on the calendar that day. And as the months went on, I dropped out of each hobby slowly but surely. My parents had me tested for a bunch of thyroid diseases, which all came back negative. The word depression was never even mentioned by any doctors. In my mind, that word only belonged to sad adults in commercials, sad cartoon eggs, or grayscale B-roll of a mom who looked like she just buried her husband. Depression couldn't be happening to me. I was a youth. What responsibilities did I have that made my life hard? I didn't have bills or a family to feed. Like most teens my age, I'd stay up late watching TV shows I wasn't supposed to or chatting on AIM with my BFFs, but not enough to be exhausted by life each day. I was a teenager for fuck's sake. Shouldn't I be bouncing around social circles giddy with crushes and expanding my hobbies for my college resumes. It wasn't like I didn't have passions. I always knew I wanted to be in entertainment, but I could only think about it. I couldn't bring myself to do any of the steps required to put me in a position of excelling in the subject. I also wasn't ever tested for ADHD until I was well into adulthood. ADHD and mental health disorders like depression and anxiety are often linked. Furthermore, the symptoms of ADHD can look a lot like anxiety too. It took scientists until 2009 to find definitive evidence that people with ADHD lack proteins necessary to build healthy reward systems in the brain. That lack of motivation would have been helpful to identify as my brain coexisting with depression 
and not me being lazy. When people living with depression say I'm tired, they may also mean I don't really feel attached to the idea of being alive. I'm not super stoked about doing another day in this lifetime right now. Please go buy me a Starbucks iced coffee for no other reason than you love me. I'm tired of faking it. I don't like being at war with my mood. I feel like a burden. I don't see the point of doing anything. As a teen, I was the queen of procrastination. And while I would always get my assignments done, I was barely scraping by. I also began to become really, I don't know how else to say this nicely about myself, cunty. I became a full force cunt to everyone around me. My family chalked it up to hormones, but I knew this anger I felt inside was more than just horny, angry cell DNA bouncing off one another manically. I was tired, sad, and angry all the fucking time. I had lost interest in things that I used to thrive at. Everyone and everything either made me sad, angry, or exhausted. Every conversation with a teacher or authority figure would conjure up a hate in me so deep that tears would well in my eyes every time I had to have a conversation lasting longer than a few seconds. God forbid I'd ever be yelled at by a soccer coach or teacher that would result in a temper tantrum so great it would be the talk of the school for days. I once told my television producer teacher whom I liked deeply as TV was one of my favorite subjects, again, shout out to Mr. L, to take the tampon out of his ass for fuck's sake in front of a class of 30 students. Why did I say that? He was my favorite teacher. He's the reason I stayed in film and got to where I am now. Mr. L reacted cool and calm and told me to stay after class. Ah, fuck. That white hot rage was now bubbling as sour embarrassment inside my stomach. After class, Mr. L asked that I apologize, which I did, and told me that he didn't recognize this behavior from me. Instead of reprimanding me like he should have, he asked what was going on in my life. That's a good teacher. At the time, however, I was so embarrassed, I brushed it off and didn't accept his help. I didn't think I needed help. Why couldn't I just feel good for once? I remember being so frustrated at why I couldn't snap out of these frustrating feelings. I knew there was a lively, sweet girl who was empathetic and fun as fuck underneath, but all that came out of my mouth was cruel, dreary, and completely uninterested. Even to this day, at 29 years old, I always feel exhausted. I've tried different diets, nighttime routines, getting more sleep, getting less sleep, doing sleep studies, medications, supplements, amphetamines, melatonin, to no avail. My depression has always manifested as a pinch of irritability, fatigue, and a huge dollop of eh for life. I get angry that I'm not out and about living life to the fullest as every t-shirt, Instagram story, and pop lyric reminds me that I'm supposed to be doing. 
I was always someone who would give 110% when she decided to do things. The problem was, I couldn't gather enough energy of fucks to give to do anything. Even with routine, schedule, and accountability, whether it be schoolwork, I'd always find a way to get out of responsibility and lie in bed. I am not proud to admit this, but in college, I faked many relatives' deaths to get out of going to class. I would physically Photoshop pictures of random old people I'd find on Getty Images onto a pre-made funeral template that I'd find for free online and send it to a teacher as proof that I was out of town for a funeral. The truth was, I was only a few blocks from campus in bed with the curtains pulled shut. I'd put more energy into making fake death flyers than my school activity I should have actually been doing. And the kicker was that every time I did this, about an hour after canceling the class, I'd get an immense wave of guilt that would wash over me. I should have just gone to class. I'd yell at myself. But why bother if I'd spend the entire class wishing I was literally anywhere else? Depression feels uncomfortable, even in the most comfortable of spaces, like my bed. I painted my room dark red and my sheets were black. I was fully living like a Victorian vampire. While in my adult life, I'd learned to take anger out less on people that are simply in my line of mental fire, though it definitely still happens from time to time. It's reversed and gone inward. Instead of the cunty, foul-mouthed teenager acting out to friends and family, I'm the cunty, foul-mouthed adult who has a viciously and internal, cruel internal monologue. The authority figure that I hated confrontation with as a teen was now inside my brain. The adultness forever trying to crack the whip at being more grown. Depression has always hit me differently than panic and anxiety. With anxiety, I was always able to throw the feelings into a category with solutions like self-care, medication, or meditation. Panic would always pass, always, but depression, this one feels a little trickier for me, especially since so many people in my life have told me that I have nothing to be depressed about. They say I'm, insert compliment that I take as a negative. How could I possibly be depressed? That's the rub with depression. It's not necessarily a feeling of sadness per se, but rather a feeling of nothing. Nothing excites me during a depressive episode. I am perfectly content with the idea of staying in bed forever and letting someone else live my life for me. When I'm going through the worst bouts of it, I do my research and find that some people use ketamine injections for depression and PTSD, among other things. But I'll tell myself that it doesn't ever feel like it's that bad. My depression isn't ketamine injection bad. I'll always joke to myself and others, 90% of the time, it feels like my depression only deserves an hour in a room with a therapist during talk therapy. But anyone who has experienced it 
knows that depression follows like a shadow that can dull your shine. This section of the book can feel a little heavier for some. So, I want you to know that you can take your time with these pages. It doesn't need to be done all at once. And make sure to check in with yourself and how your body is feeling as you use this section. And another obvious but necessary trigger warning that this chapter goes more in depth about suicide, suicidal ideation, etc. And then there's a little quote at the bottom. It says, you have to be scared before you can be brave. That's how bravery works. Being brave means confronting what you are scared of, despite the overwhelming fear. That takes real strength, and you have it inside of you. Okay. So, the next chapter is basically it's one two three four five don't think just do it and i guess we will get into that chapter next time but first there is a little page it says the big fucking little to do if you're up for it list then it says like i've said many times in this workbook humans are multifaceted we can be depressed and still get shit done. In fact, that's how most of us live with it. So remind yourself, you can take this day one step at a time, one breath at a time. Things will get done when they get done. So let's give yourself a little boost for today. Write down one thing you want to do today. It can be anything. Brush your teeth, make your bed, do the dishes, clean out that closet, answer the email, dance, sing. Tell me what it is. Take pride in crossing off this thing when you are done with it. X this bitch out with a bold red pen. Little wins are still wins. What would you do today if you weren't feeling depressed? So you guys can answer that at home if you would like to. And we will get into the next chapter next time. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. Please hit the follow button. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys.